It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, guys? Alex Contreras alongside First Place Fish. Welcome back to another episode of Marlins Barbecue. DC, how you feeling, baby? Good to be back, man. Give it to me again. We'll see what the second half holds for us. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> We got it. We got to cue the music like that. We got to cue it like that. We don't got money to pay off the people from Spotify and Apple. But you know what I'm saying? Shout out to all the fans, everybody listening to Marlins Barbecue. Um, anyway, man, first place fish. We're here. We're here to talk about the trade deadline. We saw Starlin Marte is no Marlin anymore. Marlins part ways. And now they are the or- Oakland Martes. You know what I'm saying? That's right. So shout out to Jesus Lazardo. Kim Ang came out looking like a ninja, pulled this slick ass move last minute. I don't think anybody in their mama could have told me that the Marlins are going to make a move for another starting pitcher. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I love the move, man. Expiring contract, uh, getting up there in age. And I mean, he's still going to be able to play for a few years. But yeah, that's not a name that I thought of. Uh, so if we forget the actual trade deadline day and remember that trade, it makes it a little better. It was a little underwhelming on the actual deadline with all the uh, fire sales and moves going on. But yeah, excited to uh, to watch Jesus work. <laughs> another Jesus, another Jesus. We got Jesus Aguilar. <laughs> we got uh, Jesus Luzardo. And we got uh, <laughs> Jesus Sanchez on the squad. So my main question for you here in all of Marlins Nation and I'm, I'm pretty sure that we can all agree on this is uh, cue, cue, cue the clip for me, first place. Cue it. Can Jesus hail the fame that is in my heart? 
Can Jesus heal the pain inside of all the Marlins fans' hearts? Well, damn it. If you think positive, positive things are going to happen. I got faith. Marlins Nation has faith. It's not the ideal trade that we expected. But you know what? I feel a little bit good to see the Peruvian, Venezuelan, Miami kid from South Florida come back to South Florida and pitch for his hometown favorite team, his hometown team, the Miami Marlins, the Florida Marlins. Uh, With that being said, I'm a little I'm a little concerned. And I might not be the first or or the last guy to say this, but I got to say, damn, what the hell? Like, I don't know what the hell the A's were thinking that they traded Luzardo our way. Maybe they know something that we don't know. I hope not. I hope that's not the case. I hope we're not getting a Lewis Brinson version 2.0 that can pitch because that would be horrendous for this organization and this franchise. I know that being said, being not Can Lewis Brinson pitch? Bro, uh, to see Lazardo turn into like a Lewis Brinson 2.0, but like a pitching version. You know what I'm saying? No, I meant we should just probably try Lewis Brinson at the, on the mound. No, sorry. No, no disrespect. <laughs> Hey, I think a little bit. Yeah, sorry. I think I think Brent Diesel could throw it harder than Sandy Leon, though, if we're gonna keep it a thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is yeah. We gotta convert somebody to a catcher. We'll see. Uh, so so Luzardo, this is a guy that has a high ceiling. You know, he hasn't been able to figure it out. I reached out to some Oakland influences, some sources out there, and I said, Hey bro, give me the scoop. Keep it one hundo with me. I'll tell you about Sterling Marte. You tell me about Luzardo. Pitch swing and a miss and struck him out. Strikeout number six for Lozardo. Well, a nice 97 mile an hour four seamer to end the night for the lefty Jesus Lozardo. And you know what? I told him Marte is going to be. He's going to be a great player for the Oakland Athletics. You know what I'm saying? He was arguably our best all around offensive defensive player. You know, it was so good to see Marte yep. out there with the glove, with the arm, with the bat, with the speed. The guy was a five-tool player, and uh, even though the numbers don't back it up this season, you know, he had a, a, a low home run, low RBI total. But the, that's keep in mind, this is a guy that had a rib injury, so his, his playing time was very limited. But when he was in the lineup, bro, this guy was making impacts. He was he – was, Impact player, yeah. He was great, and I was kind of bummed out just to see him go. You know what I'm saying? But whatever, man. Uh, I'm glad that, that Kim was able to get her – ninja-like reflexes in and, and scoop this player up. You know, let's let's hope that Mel Stoudemire and all the Marlins pitching uh, coaches can can tweak this guy and he can turn into a legit problem because at the very beginning, people thought this guy was going to be a problem, but his main problem was that, yeah, he's got speed, he's got great stuff, but a lot of times he was just hanging stuff down the middle of the plate. And, bro, the last thing we want is another Adam Conley or something like that, but we got to stay positive. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? What Do you know anything about Luzardo besides his MLB, uh, the show rating? So it's, it's a 73 this year. Last year was an 83. How about that? I know I, I know he's got a potential. Uh, so that's hopefully true in real life, too. It's uh, Yeah, but it's awesome, man. Miami kid, Marlins fan. You start to see a little bit more of that now, uh, being around 25 years now in the league. So it's cool. Um, but yeah, raw talent, man. He's got a raw, he's got just good stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I think of, of just cause he's a lefty Trevor Rogers, uh, you know, his name wasn't on anyone's radar and the dudes, you know, contending for rookie of the year and has shown some Cy Young stuff at points this year. So you got to hope that the, uh, player development, uh, system here can, can help Lazardo reach that 
next level and, and realize that potential, man. Yeah, I've got high hopes. Uh, solid, solid, low risk, really high reward trade. So we'll see if it works out. Man, just looking at this rotation going into 2022 is going to be ridiculous. I'm not talking about right now. <clears throat> right now, we're patching it together to get through the season. But 2022 is going to be yeah. a monster rotation. We're talking about Sandy Alcantara, Pablo Lopez, Trevor Rogers, uh, Jesus Luzardo. We got Sixto Sanchez, Eduardo Cabrera, Elilo, Eliezer Hernandez. We got Braxton Garrett. Man, the list just keeps going and going and going and going. We got Zach Thompson. We forgot who's on the current rotation right now. We got Cody Petit. That's t- that's ten. That's ten pitches right there, bro. Ten quality. At least six, seven are really good quality pitches. With that being said, bro, we got to unload. We got to give something to get something. And I need Kim and the front office to really step it up. And how we did a good job right now at Atlanta Luzardo, we need to use our pitching depth, our strength on this franchise. And we need to go out and deal for a fucking bat. Somebody's going to make, like, I don't know, call up the Blue Jays, tell them, hey, we want Vladdy. We'll send you three, 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 pick three out of these ten. Obviously, you know, no, no Rogers, no Pablo, no Sandy, maybe one of them. But damn, you're telling me that if we we tell any ball club, yo, out of these 10 guys right here. All right. Out of these seven guys. Go ahead. Pick pick two, three that you want. But I need a quality ass bat. You doing it or not? Hell yeah, I'm doing it. And we got to do it. It's a tough part of the business, especially with with Marlon Sands. I mean, we've been through trades and have PTSD from all that. We all know the history, but kind of in a different situation now. We we're loaded in the in the in the farm right now. And even with major league ready arms, I think if we're gonna move um one rotation piece that's up here right now, I've said it before, probably gonna be I, I think Pablo, just because of how the cards are going to play out. I think he if he can stay healthy, he'll obviously he's valuable to us, but if we're going to get a serious bat from somebody, they might not want to take a chance on, on six though. And then want someone established and then we can throw in some more, I mean, we got like, you just named a bunch of them, uh, a bunch of prospects that we can deal. I know we almost dealt Max Meyer to the, uh, to the angels um, for mission Barry Jackson's uh, report, but yeah, I'm kind of glad that did not happen. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what, uh what all comes of that. But anyway, yeah, it, it seems like we're, you know, we're willing to part ways with, uh, you know, some some really attractive major league, almost major league ready arms, and we have to do it. I mean, those are our assets, and you know, we're gonna have to do it to get a good bat. I want a real a bat coming back. I, I, we need a we need some we need some some hitters, man. This bottom line, we need some we need some people who go up there and straight rake. So. Yeah, I'm excited though for the uh, for the off season. Uh, my favorite day of the year is, you know, off the field is trade deadline, and it was awesome to follow along all the fire sales and, and not being part of one for bad reasons. Um, I was hoping we could land another surprise on the offensive side, but uh, we'll see uh, see what we do in the off season. We gotta we gotta make stuff happen. It's time now. Yeah, right now the Marlins couldn't hit water if they fell out of a boat. No disrespect, but we we got rid of uh, key players um, from this lineup. We got rid of Adam Duvall, who coming into into the trade deadline, the Marlins were looking good. 
And then when I heard about this trade, we practically gave away Duvall back to the Braves, like his ex. And I'm kind of really heated about that. Like, <laughs> shout out to Craig Mish, who does an awesome job. He gets involved in spaces, his podcast on Twitter, everywhere on social media, even in person. The guy, yeah. like, he'll take time out of, like, getting um, ice cream from the ice cream machine and say what's up to you just because he's human like that. You know what I'm saying? Jose Luis Napoles will keep crushing that shit, won't even say what's up to you. Nah, just joking. <laughs> <laughs> but with that being said, the Marlins did. They were able to acquire a bat. Uh, a guy has been tearing it up at the AAA level. His name Brian De La Cruz. Brian Starlin. Huh? He's not a Marte, but we might as well keep the Parte going out here. Hopefully this guy comes into South Florida. His first few at-bats in the series that we saw him. Uh, he had some good ABs. His first game, he went hitless. He eventually got his second base hit, uh, or his first base hit in the second game of the series. And uh, it was good to see the guy. Like, he looked like a young Ozuna, like a little young stud. Maybe he's a Dominican in him, bro. But this guy, he brought some swag immediately with him. He had a good arm. He was taking some good swings at the bat. And um, one of the things that really stood out to me was my nephews had a chance to go check out the game. And they were talking to me about the Marlins, the Marlins versus Yankee series. Unfortunately, the Marlins got swept by the Yankees. Lone Depot part is sparkling clean. But one of the the guys, they told me, hey, you know, uh, Uncle Alex, you know who looked really good at the bat? This guy, De La Cruz, like Brian De La Cruz, he looking real good out there. Like he made some nice plays, had a good swing. It's like, who who the hell is that? I was like, well, let me tell you who the hell this kid is. He was tearing it the fuck up in the minors. He was batting over 325, but there was like 12, 14 bombs, 50 RBIs. He was pretty much turned up and he was blocked in Houston and he couldn't go up to the majors because it, Houston has a lot of quality outfielders. And uh, they were really looking for him to go up next year. But, man, I'm glad that the Marlins got him. Maybe that what – is, what, is, what is it? Maybe we struck lightning, you know, with this guy. Maybe he's just really hungry mm-hmm. to play. And a lot of these minor leaguers that, that are just looking for an opportunity to play, um, completely different to, to, the, to the hunger, right? But, like, Monte Harrison got into beef with Starling Marte before they parted ways in Miami. And, like, it was – I'm sure it had to do with like playing time. You know, a lot of these young guys want playing time and they're not as fortunate as the veteran guys that are already established. But damn, if you're a, a minor league player, you're looking somewhere to go, you want to establish yourself, ain't no better place than Miami. Miami's one of the top places to go. Ain't nobody really behind you to knock on your door. Yeah, for the prospects and for, you know, the fans alike, particularly now, as opposed to four years ago when, you know, we had to kind of rush Brinson up and, he was our, our guy to, to, you know, go out there and try. Unfortunately, he didn't have much of a lineup around him uh, either to help his development. But now we have a bunch of these, you know, prospects that are, you know, close to making their, you know, their way into the big leagues. And they know that we're entering a, a window of competition soon. And there's a bunch of other prospects that are as talented as them right behind them at this point. We, we're, we're so much, so much more in a better position now than we were four years ago. So these guys are, the point I'm making is these guys are going to be forced to compete. Uh, and if you don't produce, you know, you're not going to get paid for your efforts. You're going to be paid on results out there. So that's going to be good for us as fans watching us hopefully win more games and lose. Yeah, honestly, I like the competition the Marlins are bringing in. You know, De La Cruz is coming from another organization. He's going he's gonna to be bringing it. You know he's going to be bringing it and competing with these other guys. My only concern is this guy is a guy that's played all over the outfield, left field, center field, right field. And, like, the Marlins really clear cut needed a center fielder or a catcher. So any any 
what's your input on that? I mean, do you feel some type of way that we didn't go out and get a a, a Pierre center fielder? Do you think De La Cruz is the answer, or we go out there and get somebody else? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you always hope De La Cruz or someone like that that we acquire can be the answer. Uh, way too early to tell, but uh, that ball he ran down in right center field, that looked like a center fielder to me. So, I mean, if if I'm the Marlins and he is okay in center field, I'd I'd give him some some action out there and see if he you know see if the arm plays and and you know the the range plays out there and see what you have because you never know. Uh, he seems like a ball player, uh, like you said, really good at bats, even when it, you know, didn't have much to show for it the first day and a half, game and a half. But, uh, yeah, no, I like, I like what I've seen so far. He's got some tools and, uh, but yeah, I, yeah, I was underwhelmed at the actual, during the actual deadline. But uh, bottom line is if, you know, if there wasn't a fit, I, I guess we're not in a place to rush it, you know. Uh, I'm sure we would have been willing to give up a lot more and, and take bigger risk if we were in the race for some kind of contention this year. But it's, you know, the off season coming up here is do or die time. Uh, so, you know, if you ask that question after the off season, we haven't addressed catcher and center field for the near term and, you know, the next five years, then the answer would be different. I'd be really, really disappointed. So uh, just uh, one more holding pattern for me and I think a lot of fans feel that way too we're just gonna have to see what we do in in December November sticking with the word competition Marlins did go out and get a couple catchers as well we got Alex Jackson most notably from the Atlanta Braves which was most notably was the press release that the Braves stated when when they acquired Duvall again (laughs) they said uh, Alex Jackson was uh three for 40 something in the past three seasons. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. We got fleeced. Uh, drop mic moment. <laughs> like, damn, I can't believe it. And then our, our version was nicer. I liked our version better. <laughs> yeah, it was more sugar-coated. He was a first-round pick, and I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> but it was just like, damn, duh, for real. And, like, I understand what the Marlins are trying to do. You get something, like, you took a flyer. Like, damn, we couldn't take, like, we couldn't try to just fleece the Braves for something more. Like, all right, give me Alex Jackson and something more. Give me up another pitch or another hitter or something, dude. We just, that's it. Alex Jackson for the guys number five, number six in RBI totals in the league right now. It's like, damn, I don't know. I always think about your video. Yeah. I always think about your video with uh, Major League, Major League Baseball or the movie. And it's like, I was a, bo- I was born a winner. These guys are a bunch of losers, not by choice, but by birth. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it kind of hurt it kind of hurt because i yeah. felt like it was like damn the ladies love the little shimmy that he does out here in south florida and it's going right back to he does that little shimmy that the girls hate <laughs> <laughs> but, hey shout out to adam the ball man yeah he hit the ball with authority he, had, he brought a lot of fun i remember at the very beginning of the year people were on his ass we were mad at him they're like yo bro what's up with the guys hitting near the mendoza line but Damn, little did we know that he was going to be the guy leading the team in home runs and going one like going eye for eye, punch for punch with Jesus Aguilar for the RBI lead. So I know we got we got Aggie staying with us. Shout out to the front office for making that decision. Was it the right decision? Was it the bad decision? I don't know. I think the Garrett Cooper play when he got injured, like it looked bad from the rip. Mr. Glass got hurt again. And it kind of sucks because, man, everybody's rooting for Cooper to fucking stay healthy and stay on the field because, you know, he can be a, pr- a, a productive guy. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I like Cooper too. I, you know, I, and I really like the fact that we kept Aguilar. Um, so now we, you know, we have we retained three Jesuses. Uh, we were in last place with two of them, so hopefully Lozardo gets us over the top. But yeah, I know. Anyway, um, I, I really like it because it buys us a little bit more time to to see if we are going to have the the DH next year. Uh, he's a good clubhouse fit. The guy can flat out hit. And uh, he's done it consistently now for two years. He had a down year before us, which helped us get him. Uh, but, yeah, he, he just seems like a good fit. Him and Miggy Rowe uh, kind of leading the pack from the veteran uh, side. Now that Marte is gone, he was also a good fit. But, uh, but yeah, man, I'm excited to see. First of all, I, now I kind of hope – I was kind of on the fence between DH and no DH, but it's I think it's more fun. I think I'm coming to that conclusion uh, and if we get to keep Aguilar and, and use him for a couple more years and he keeps producing, uh, that, that's, I mean, the guy can hit not just for power. I mean, that's, he doesn't strike out too much unless someone correct me, but it seems like he's always making contact, got a good overall approach and, uh, he's just fun. He's fun to watch. Definitely. Jesus Aguilar is a fun cat to watch on the field and off the field, the clubhouse personality that he brings, it further strengthens what the Marlins have in the clubhouse. Thanks to guys like Miguel Rojas, Jesus Aguilar, guys that nobody betted anything for them. You know what I'm saying? These guys, like their hard work has paid off. They, they've established themselves like uh, good major league baseball players that are in addition to any baseball club. Um, that being said, man, I just don't trust Ron, uh, Don, uh, what is it? Not Don Mattingly. Hey, speedy recovery to our manager, Don Mattingly. But what I was yeah. trying to say was I don't trust Rod Manfred. You know, Rod Manfred, the commissioner of Major League Baseball, he, he, he last offseason he said, all right, yeah, there's a possibility that we go into the season with a DH and then deals fell apart. And then not only the Marlins, but a lot of teams were shortchanged because they built their roster based off of having another designated hitter or having a designated hitter in the National League. Um does it help a, a team like the Miami Marlins offense? Hell yeah, it does. You know, I would love to see uh, Aggie and Lewin and Cooper in the lineup at the same time, you know, and all of them get at bats and nobody's, nobody's playing time is, 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 you know, um, what's the word? Perjudicado. Now I'm going to tell you that bingo. I'm speaking in Spanish now. <laughs> Compromise. Compromise. Jeff, yeah, there it is. There it is. <laughs> This uh, <laughs> this uh, segment's brought to you by Cigar City's Florida Man. After two beers, Akon can't do a couple segments. <laughs> but anyway, there's, the there's the plug, baby. Cigar City, go out and get it at Win Dixie. El sabor de tu país. <laughs> anyway, so going back to what I was getting at, I was like, yeah, these guys are good to have on the ball club and everything. But I just, don't, I don't trust fucking Manfred's word, bro. And that's pretty sad for the for the the commissioner of baseball. Like you know yeah. what I'm saying? For at this rate, like he's yeah. he's one of the worst. Yeah, his approval rating is down. Uh, I'm not particularly enthusiastic about him, and I don't. Also, yeah, I also don't have too much faith in in in, in some of the decision making. I I don't know. So you know, the CBA is a topic now because they got to renegotiate that and in december and um obviously the dl or dl the uh, dh is going to be a hot topic and amongst other things but i don't know man i just 
it sucks that I feel like he's going to mess something up and who knows, who knows what's going to happen. Hopefully he, hopefully he uh, corrects his legacy. Uh, there's just, you know, you see everyone talking smack on Twitter and probably rightfully so. So we'll see. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't have much faith either. We need, we need a new campaign for a new MLB commish. I don't know if it's going to be Joe Torrey. I don't know who the hell it's going to be. It might be David Corral. You know, you know what I'm saying? But we need to try to make Major League Baseball great again. We're going to make huge trades. We're going to make huge moves. <laughs> That's right. I'm, I'm trying to think of, a, of, a, of an impression, and I'm stuck here. I'm stuck. I'm out of it didn't here. Come out good last time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for, for those olds thinking last time, well, last time we recorded a podcast, yours truly forgot to hit the record button. So shout out to first place fish for making it out again. <laughs> good. All good. Yeah. Now we get to talk about what happened at the deadline, which oh. was what? What how how would you how would you rate our deadline? I would give it like a C, bro. I don't know. I'm like C minus C. Just because, no disrespect to Alex Jackson and Peyton Henry, both have been tearing it up in AAA, you know, um, been good batting averages. You know, the 25-year-old had 11 home runs, 36 RBIs in 30 games at AAA. Uh, Alex Jackson, that is, the catcher uh, from the former organization, the Atlanta Braves. He was the number 22 overall prospect. Then we acquired uh, Henry, Peyton Henry, a catcher from the Milwaukee Brewers, for John Curtis. So shout out to those old relievers that we had here at, at, at on the Marlins that helped us net some catchers to try to make this more competitive because at the end of the day, damn, dude, our, our catching tandem, it looked a lot better on paper than what it was in person. And in person, we're absolute trash. No disrespect to Sandy Leone, who hit one home run, a fucking blast out to Utah Street when we were in Baltimore, submitted his name and legacy in Utah Street. You don't get a cool little plaque. Shout out to the uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. The, I'm sorry, <laughs> the Baltimore Orioles for putting that cool little plaque out there in Utah on Utah Street. And that kind of got me feeling some type of way. It's like, damn, dog, this is what the Baltimore Orioles are doing for for out of towners players from another team, opposite team, opposite opposing team players. You know what I'm saying? My bad. The Florida man's are getting to me again. Cigar City located <laughs> at Winn Dixie. <laughs> um. It's just cool how the Baltimore Orioles, like their franchise's organization, is like, yo, there's been 110 home runs hit, right? Outside of Baltimore Orioles Park, Camden Yards, uh, whatever it's called now, um, into Utah Street. And one player, this is the first player ever to hit one for the Marlins organization. So that's pretty cool that they put a plaque down for him. There's 110 players to hit one, and 60 have been Orioles. So I think that's that's legit. Why the hell did we take our little plaques away from G when he hit his home runs here and he won an MVP for South Florida? So I don't know, something to think about South Florida, something to think about uh, front office. Hello, knock, knock, Kim, uh, Derek, uh, <laughs> Mr. Sherman, Shermanator. Let's pull out the wallet, dog. While we're at it, while we're putting the little plaques out, let's pull out the wallet. Let's go out and get some fucking quality players. We talked about, oh, when we see our guys going to make a difference, we're going to go get them. Well, let's go get them. Let's go get them, baby. <laughs> let's go get them, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. 
because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Um, Let me talk to you about the overall feeling right now with the team, right? Marlins just got swept out of Lone Depot Park. The Yankees came into town. The freaking... They look like the Bronx Bombers again. They got Joey Gallo. They got uh, Anthony Rizzo. Rizzo, first two games, hit absolute shots. Home runs at Marlins Park. Holy cow. I haven't seen Marlins Park that packed in I don't know how many seasons. But, damn, it felt good to see. I think it was 26,000 on Saturday night at Marlins Park to see the Marlins lose. But, damn, forget that. Forget that we lost. (laughs) it just felt good in general to like i was like yo i can't believe I'm, i gotta wait 15 20 minutes right now for a fuck like i gotta get a, a hot dog and a burger the 305 deals are good as shit but like damn i feel like we need more lines more kiosks like they run out of beers and this is like damn that's how you know we play in new york they're running out of everything this yeah. shit is slam packed yeah yeah mets and yankees i yeah i remember uh going to whatever it was called at that time, uh, pro player. And we had 55,000 people there for a regular season game against the Yankees, and Jeter and A-Rod and all them. Uh, and then I think it was five years ago or whatever it was, they came to Marlins Park and uh, Giancarlo hit one out and they, we had a packed house then, 37,000. It it's cool seeing that place come alive. Uh, hopefully we see more of that regularly with more Marlins shirts. Uh, in the next few years, man. But yeah, yeah, Mark, it's it's so loud too. Uh, when the when the roofs closed, I mean, I can't remember if they had the roof closed or not for the home run derby, but that was probably the most most fun I had there. Uh, home run derby and all star game. It's it's anyway. It's awesome to see it come alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The roof closed on the all star game. I remember because uh, my cousin caught a Charlie Blackman home run out in right field. It was epic, epic as shit. Um. Anyway, uh, going back to Marlins Park or Lone Depot Park. I'm sorry. It was Marlins Park during the All-Star uh, game. Yeah. Uh, going back to Lone Depot Park, man, it felt great to see a high capacity of people at the stadium. You know, um, obviously our team is in last place right now. But if it tells you anything, it tells you that people here in South Florida really care about baseball. I, I had a, a cool chance to go check out the past three series. We saw the Yankees. We saw the Padres. And we saw the Dodgers. I saw Marlins wins on each time that I went. And I'll tell you, bro, fans are itching. They're itching to see some quality, good-ass baseball. The crowd was going wild when Tatis hit a home run, when Machado hit a home run for the Padres. The place was packed. It wasn't as packed as it was now to see the Yankees. But holy cow, dude, like, people were going off the charts, jumping up and down. Like, it felt good. It felt alive again. It didn't feel like, oh, we were uh, uh, a poor baseball team. Nah, we felt like a, 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 a fan base that is itching for baseball, itching for quality baseball. And I feel like we're so much closer. If you really look at the stats, man, the, the starting pitching stats, the Marlins are top five. Don't quote me on it. I know they're at least top seven, but they're top five right now, man. 
when it comes to pitching, that ERA, I think it was like 3.35 or 3.45, something like that. We were number four, number five in the league. And bro, when you look at everybody else in that in that in that that category, you had the Rays, you had the Dodgers, you had the Padres, you had teams on there that are like, holy cow, they're in first place. And the only reason that we're not in first place is because once again, we can hit water, we fell out of a boat. But I feel <laughs> like once we pick up some bats, some sticks, some guys that can contribute to this lineup, bro, we're gonna be a fucking problem. We're a lot closer yeah, to man, winning a championship count- than anybody can tell. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, if you can have the pitching be there and you're able to count on it, that's I mean that's huge. Uh, you know our team, our our guys right now. You know Sixth has been hurt a lot, but uh, you think of Sandy, Pablo, Trevor Rogers. It kind of reminds me a little bit of our 2001, 2002 teams. Uh, we had guys like obviously AJ Burnett coming up, Beckett. Uh, Brad Penny, they're all young. We also had Matt Clement, who we had to trade away. Uh, Ryan Dempster, who we traded away. So there's, you know, I think we're going to see some of that in this offseason. We're going to trade from our pitching depth, obviously, but we might trade away some of our – that's why I said Pablo. And a lot of people don't like that. I just think he's going to end up being the odd man out. Uh, but we're going to get some hitting in return. We have to. I mean, why, why else would we get rid of these guys? And then you got – uh, Edward Cabrera knocking on the door, Max Meyer, if we don't move him. Uh, these guys can all, I think, come up and perform soon. Uh, and who knows? I mean, I, I know, you know, maybe we'll use one of these guys in the in the bullpen in a higher leverage spot, too, if they're ready to play. Uh, we'll see. It depends on where we are next year and after the offseason. But uh, I'm excited for it. It's the last time to really get excited for it because it's time. Like you said, so we gotta we gotta make something happen in this winter. Yeah, man. I just I love you, Marlins. I really do. I just need us to <laughs> give back to our community. I love how we've been involved with the community and helping out with like food distribution and stuff like that, and being involved with the community and helping like re, uh, like rebuild, remake baseball fields. But we need to come to a point now. We need to get past that. And we need to focus strictly on the team on the field. You know, going into next year, I love Lou and Diaz. Jazz is going to be at second. Mickey Rowe, Mickey Rowe's probably going to be going into his final year with the Marlins. Um, and it tells you a lot, or maybe not. Maybe he gets another extension. Maybe he gets another two-year extension. And the only reason why I would say that is because the Cincinnati Reds came knocking on the door. They kind of pretty much offered and offered and offered. And the Marlins said, no, obviously they didn't get blown away with the offers. Come on, try right. to get come on, try to get a little bit greedy. But damn, well, you were trying to get greedy. Why don't you do that with Adam Duvall? Damn it. Come on, Kim. I hope that your husband's asking you <laughs> at night before you go to sleep. Like, come on, baby. I'm proud of you. You made this trade for Luzardo. You know what I'm saying? You made the trade for Alex Jackson. But Alex Jackson, though? Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna hit the game winning shot in 2024 NLPS. Uh, I just put that on the record. Come on, man. It sounds like yeah, eternity yeah. from now. Off dog. the bench. I need off, tw- off the bench. Uh, off the bench, it'll be in away games. So it'll be top nine. We're gonna take the lead four to three, and uh, that'll be the the clincher after our new closer shuts it down. I don't know who that's gonna be yet. I can't see that far. Do we have a legitimate shot of landing a superstar player? I mean, bro, this trade deadline was one yeah. for the ages. We saw Bryant. 
uh, go to the San Francisco Giants, Rizzo to the Yankees. We saw Baez go to the Mets, who all coincidentally all made their debut with the new team, and they all hit a home run. But that's like a major league record. Like, that's crazy. Like, damn, dog, we can't do something like that, man. How, you know, like. Answer is yes. Answer is yes. And if we don't believe it, then what are we doing? We can definitely got to be yes. We got to do it. We have some payroll flexibility. We offloaded Duvall's, you know, five million next year. Uh, we ate Marte's, but to get a better return, which is also a good sign that we're getting ready to compete. Uh, you know, Wei and Chen's off the books from last year, which is great. Hallelujah. Um, anyway, Hallelujah. <laughs> amen. Amen. Yeah. But uh, I want one. I want one superstar free agent signing. Show us something. Give us one superstar. It can be a bat. We can be flexible. It can be a third baseman, a shortstop. I don't know, you know, who we can put out in center field or who's coming out. I, I can't remember, but give me someone, you know, I mean, I, I want Rojas. I want Miggy Rowe to stay with us, uh, whether or not he's the long-term shortstop option, uh, which is I mean, long-term, you know, uh, probably not the next five years, but if we can keep him on the team, get somebody either that jazz can move over and play short or stay at second for the foreseeable future, uh, if we're going to keep Brian Anderson, you know, he can play right field if we need it. Uh, I don't know. Whatever we do, I want to see us get a premier bat, one superstar acquired in free agency, and then another star with, you know, over some trades because we got so many. Our, our, let's, let's, let's share our farm around a little bit now. So, yeah, we got we to gotta get out and do something. And, you know, I didn't really mind the uh, – I wasn't excited about the Duval trade or, or some of the others um, to get the catching depth, but we got the depth now. We didn't have anybody. So at least there's that. That's what they're selling us. So I'm, I'm buying it. Uh, but point is, where was I going with this point? Uh, oh yeah. The one, the, what I was really optimistic for secretly uh, was uh, Wilson Contreras. They're selling everybody in Chicago. We need a catcher. We have the prospects. I don't know if that was ever explored or, you know, if they're looking at sabermetrics and, and stuff like that, and he's just not as impressive as his name is out to be. Uh, but I was hoping we'd get something splashy like that. That's why I was underwhelmed. Um, but who knows? we got to address catcher and center fielder. Uh, but give me a bat. I don't, we'll, we'll find a place for them to play. We'll see, we'll see who, uh, who comes out and plays. I, I know uh, – you know, Trevor Story is still with the Rockies. He's going to walk um, after they give him a qualifying offer. Why the Rockies did that, I had no idea. Instead of taking control of their their future and, and getting some top prospects in return, they're going to count on a draft pick compensation. I don't know why they did that. But since he's not going to a team this year over, over the trade deadline, you know, he doesn't really get that courting experience and, and testing out a new team like, a, you know, Chris Bryan is and in San Francisco or Rizzo, New York, when it comes time to, you know, re-sign these guys, you know, they know if they like that place or not. If we're actually going to look at Trevor's story, uh, I, I guess the one good thing is that the Rockies did is they didn't give him an opportunity to see or, you know, uh, evaluate where he is with the new team. So I don't know. I'm thinking wishful thinking, but I want somebody like that. I, I want to start. I completely feel you 100%. Marlins need to go out. We need to get a catcher. We need to get a center fielder. I love what they've done. I'm getting a competition right now at, at catcher. 
You got Alfaro. We got Sandy. Sandy's not really part of the competition. Chad Wallach got um, designated for an assignment. He got picked up by the L.A. Dodgers. It's a feel-good story for him because he goes back to an organization where his pops was at. So good luck to Chad yeah. Wally. Wally always did a good job behind the plate. He was uh, he, he had little spurts at times with the bat. He would hit a bomb or a double, an extra base. And I think it would feel good because nobody really expected it. Um, Jorge Alfaro is another another subject like Jorge we always rooted for you I'm always yelling hip hip but nobody fucking says Jorge at the park anymore because it kind of fed up with the whole shit <laughs> um, <laughs> he's great defensively but damn we need way more I don't know if, if Peyton Henry's the answer I don't know if Alex Jackson's the answer I really hope so but it, it's very doubtful um, I just like how the front office has made a competition out of the catcher's position right now and it got me thinking like you know who was a really good guy a veteran guy who provided a lot of stuff to the clubhouse, a lot of a lot of knowledge to these catchers, how to manage a pitching staff and all that, was a guy that got hurt, was a guy that came out of nowhere and stole our hearts. Shout out to now retired Francisco Cervelli, man. You remember Cervelli? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Zamore. Yeah. <laughs> huge part of uh, of last year, man. And I, I always remember that. Uh, I think his his, his Marlins moment was uh, that uh, I think he tied the ball game in Buffalo or somewhere against the yeah, Blue Jays. Yeah, yeah, Buffalo. Uh, that was huge, yeah. I mean, threw the bat down and everyone was just pumped and we didn't know what we were doing, but we were above 500. And... 3-0, oh! Cervelli with a drive out to left and gone! A home run to tie it! Two outs in the ninth, Cervelli evens things up! No way, Paul. Yeah, he was always a gamer in that short time with us. So yeah, definitely, man. That was a he, he was great. I would I would love to see it. It's very unrealistic, very undoubtful. But I would love for the Marlins to go out and get a guy like a Yadi Molina. Yadi's never gonna leave the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty like goddamn sure about that. But like I feel like, bro, if we had a guy like Yadi, you know what I'm saying? Yadi, who's a who's a defensive stud like he could tell tell an alfaro yo this is what the fuck you got to do this is that, that, that you know what i'm saying i feel like that's what would happen but like it's gonna take a whole lot for the cardinals to even give him up and i don't even think they're gonna give him up i think we really got a shot a better shot to get Contreras. <laughs> but uh what, I what happened? Yeah. but damn you imagine yadi all blue actually the only reason why i bought it up is because i had a, a trade offer come up on mlb the show this is for all my uh my PlayStation people or Xbox, wherever you play it on. And I, I landed Yachty with the Marlins and he kind of, kind of crazy. You always seen them all red, right? Imagine Yachty in all Miami blue. That shit looks sexy. Mm-hmm. I automatically had him I in the, the lineup. Same. I did the same thing. He's, he's 2022. He's coming. Yeah. I wonder, yeah, I wonder, cool. I wonder if the front office like sits down and like looks at MLB the show and just looks at the ratings and stuff like that, and reads the morales and all that. <laughs> I know it's a game. It tries to make I would do it. I, like it gives you. I would do it. I mean, you get to see their. Yeah, you get to see their potential and you know their ratings. I mean, I would, I would use a video game if I were in the front office. Maybe that's why I'm not in one anymore. But yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I got Yadi. Uh, who else do you get? I, I got Jordan Alvarez from the Astros. He's my favorite one to use. Uh, Brian Anderson is playing right field. Trevor Story's at third base. And 
I don't know why he's there. I forgot, but we're doing okay. Anyway, who who else do you get? Oh man, I uh I try to stick to the Marlins team as much as possible as I have. And then as I progress through the season, I think I'm like game 40 right now, something like that, 45. And uh, basically, I remember I still got Starlin Marte in the outfield and center field. In right field, I brought up J.J. Blade. In left field, I'm giving at bats to uh, Jesus Sanchez. Um, but one guy that I was able to get my hands on who kind of gave me like a Corey Dickerson type of vibe but with a way more pop and just looking at him like graphically, I don't know if his graphics are fucked up or if this is really what he looks like. I got uh, <laughs> I got uh, Renfro. You remember Renfro? Hunter Renfro? Yeah, yeah. Bro, the guy yeah. got some pop. So, like, I'll be I'll be putting him on and nice. off the bench. Um, whatever guy I got, yeah, I got Alfaro. I only put Alfaro against left-handed pitching because he seems to tear it up. Traded for Yachty like we talked about. We got Lewin at first. Uh, Jazz at second. Miggy at short. B.A. at third. That's pretty much the team right there. Oh, oh, I made a controversial trade. Like, I was like, well, we traded away, like, Duvall. We traded away. Uh, who else did I trade away? I started Monte. And who else did I trade? Damn, I forgot. But I made, like, one of these trades. It was a crazy trade. I traded one of them on my starting pitchers, and I landed a Showaltani. <laughs> there you go. Yo, there hey, yo, Tiny, I was like, hey, bro, he got number 17. Who the hell wants it? Didn't he stop Choi wear 17 or something like that? <laughs> I know, no, it was Mike <laughs> Jacobs, Mike Jacobs. Damn, I would love Jacobs, to yeah. if, if it was only that easy for us to make a fucking trade and be like, hey, here's so-and-so. And if they say no, then you press the square button and you do the suggest trade and then you think about it. <laughs> if that way, they, they got to have a video game department. They got, they got to have something. <laughs> It's like bring me in the trade machine, and then you think it's some like epic ass shit. Yeah, you imagine all the interns are like sitting there with with Kim and shit. Hey, bring me in the the trade machine, and they're like, oh shit, the trade machine. I've heard rumors. About it. They, bring it, they bring it in and just set up like the PlayStation. <laughs> Hell yeah, get deals done. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out of here. Well, anyway, man, uh, anything else you want to say before we get out of here? Marlon's got. Uh, seven games against New York. We got swept the first three against the Yankees. We got four coming against Javi Baez and the Mets. Holy cow. I can't even Javi Baez and the Mets. What the hell are they going to do when they get Lindor? Is Javi moving over to second? He's moving over to third. Yeah, I think Javi will move to second and uh, Lindor will stay at short and they're going to be very hard to beat. Uh, seems like the Mets always find a way to mess it up, but Man, I, they just keep throwing money at everybody. So, who knows, man? Maybe something will come out about Cohen and they'll fall apart. You never, <laughs> you never know. Uh, they're gonna be. I mean, they're gonna be fun to watch, and we're gonna have a lot of people at Lone Depot when they come into town too, like the, like we did with the Yankees. Um, but yeah, I mean, from from our side, uh, excited to see. Uh, uh, you know, hopefully two or three prospects get the call and. Um, Lewin get more playing time at first. Um, figure out what to do with Aggie, and we'll see, dude. I uh, wishful thinking from a fan's perspective, disregarding strikeouts or whatever else isn't fun to look at. I want to see, I want to see Conine get called up at some point. Probably not this year, but the dude leading the minors in home runs. Uh, I don't know, something 26. like that's got to work out. I said it, 
Yeah, man, 26 bombs already. And uh, luckily I can go watch them here in Pensacola for the time being. But I, I want to see, I, I want to see some, like, you know, a story, a storybook, you know, material. I want to see why, why not us? Why, why not? Why can't Conine come up and, you know, do his thing and it's a feel good story and he hits bombs left and right. Why not? Uh, I'm rooting for that as a fan. And I want to see um, Cabrera get called up and throw some innings up here in September um, or whenever. I mean, I just, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see that and see what we got. Would you be open to trading a Cabrera for Cabrera with the Tigers? Our Cabrera for their Cabrera just to see that 500 home run? <laughs> he did hit his 500, uh, excuse me, he did hit his 500 home run with the Marlins in 2022 in the show. So, no, <laughs> I wouldn't do that, though. <laughs> I, Frank, uh, I, uh, I miss Miggy so much, man. Damn. Yeah, I know, man. We keep seeing all these highlights, and his whole career, man, basically has been in, in Detroit. Uh, he hit one. We you saw he hit show. one the other day to uh, in Comerica. He hit one, like, 419, and the show was, like, 420 center field. <laughs> like man, that fucking yeah, ballpark man. stole yeah. so many home runs from the boy, bro. I'm gonna hey, I promise to myself that I'm gonna go out and see a Miguel Cabrera game this year before he hangs it up. I don't know if he's gonna hang it up. I don't think he's gonna hang it up this year, but I'm just scared because of how baseball is and shit. Like I don't want him to fall short. Like he's not gonna fall short of the 500, but I just mean like in general, like the 3,000 hits or some shit like that, like. I need to at least if he gets it yeah. or he doesn't get it, I need to go see my favorite baseball player of all time. And I think anybody like that's not just me being a Marlins fan. I think a lot of people can say oh. like, shit. Think about how many fucking Detroit's the population in Detroit has gone up with the name Miguel. Everybody was called Mike <laughs> before Miguel Cabrera. Everybody now, everybody a Mickey now. <laughs> we got to get the get the crack staff on that. I bet you there's a lot. Yeah, him, man, Miggy and, and Pujols, two guys. Two of the greatest of all time, right-handed hitters and players in general. And, and he, uh, we had one for part of his career. Almost had the other. Any but, chance? Yeah, any man, chance? I'm, any chance whatsoever that we get back to five hundred this year? Uh, well, I mean, there's a chance. I mean, the 2006 team uh, with all those young guys and you know, Ugla Hanley. Uh, we had. We had Mitre pitching. We had Vargas pitching. Olsen. All those guys showed up in the second half. And, you know, we almost traded for uh, Alfonso Soriano that year because we came out of nowhere with Girardi doing his thing. And that turned into a whole mess. But anyway. Alfonso Soriano, though? I I can't. Hold on. You can't anyway be with Alfonso Soriano, bro. Alfonso Soriano, arguably one of the best second baseman ever in the story of major league baseball history and somebody explained yo what the fuck how is soriano not in the hall of fame dude what the fuck is up with that over 400 plus home runs i don't know how many stolen bases a great yankee great ranger what the hell else do people want what the hell you want if you're a, a baseball writer's voter yeah you talk about a video game player i mean that that guy's at the top of your list you know, 40 40 guy and yeah, yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't gotten much more consideration. The, do- the dollar uh, menu. He wasn't do- a good fielder, but. The dollar menu option to him was Dan Ugla. 
fuck out of here. What you mean? Everybody loved Dan Ugly. You didn't tell me we were. <laughs> His name is Alfonso Soriano. <laughs> it would have been cool to stick him out in center field because we had we had Maven at that time, right? I think wasn't Soriano playing center field for the Nationals that time? He only played there for a year or two. Soriano RFK Stadium. Yeah, yeah, dude. For, for a little bit, for a little at RFK, damn that junk, that dump. I remember that place. Damn. RFK. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I, I yeah, I remember I remember that trade deadline. I was like, what? That name was considered? The other year was uh was 08 when we almost traded for uh Manny Ramirez. They wanted uh Boston wanted Stanton, Mike Stanton, and we didn't give him to him. And uh Man, I mean, yeah, that was probably a good decision on our on our end. But that guy tore it up in in LA, seventeen homers, I think, in the in like forty games or whatever it was. But yeah, nothing like that happened this year at the deadline. But you know, yeah, I want to see some of our prospects come out and do their thing. A final thing, but before we get the hell out of here, shout out to everybody <laughs> listening. Thank you for listening, Marlins Barbecue. Listen. The Marlins are 17 games under 500 right now. And I'm just looking at the September schedule, and we have a series with the Mets one, two, three times. And that can We're 17 only hold games under? 17 games under 500. Okay, well, my whole segment there where I said there's a chance, I, I don't think so anymore. <laughs> <laughs> my bad, man. I ain't trying to defend I love the enthusiasm, but you kind of beat me, and I kind of <laughs> lost it. I lost okay. the enthusiasm, like, three series ago i kind of got fed up and i was like all right i'm always a guy like i'm always thinking we're gonna win the series we're gonna split the series right but like the past couple series i'm like yeah we're gonna lose one (laughs) of the three we're gonna get swept for nothing oh man this is the frustration yeah it's the frustration and it's valid like 12 yeah it's a frustration (laughs) for every marlins fan and it's valid but that being said like i think we're gonna go into september we're gonna see the mets three times and I don't know why, like, I feel like we're going to be way out of it. And I feel like we're going to be into, like, that spoiler mode. You remember, uh, I don't remember if it was 2005 or 2006. Maybe it was 2007. Maybe it was 2008. <laughs> but it was, uh, it, was the, it was the end of the month, end of the season. The Marlins were at Shea yep. Stadium. And the Marlins were in last place. And the Mets were, like, a game or two out of classifying for the playoffs. <laughs> and the Marlins came into town with a bunch of nobodies. And we fucking beat the shit out the mess and we knocked them out the playoffs because those were our playoffs. Imagine the last place team knocked out the team that was in first and they knocked them out a second. They knocked them out the playoffs. Holy shit. I cannot wait for the Mets to met again. And if that happens, (laughs) (laughs) oh, that'd be great. Who do we do we finish the year with them? Who do we got last? We finished the year in New York at Flushing's in City Field, Shitty Field. I'm sorry, Shitty Field, City Field. Okay. And uh, <laughs> so then that, that's what we got to in Shitty Field. That's what we got to look forward then to because that's uh yeah that'd be that'd be yeah I think it was oh seven twenty eight seven we had D train going and uh, the guy Andy, who made the last Dan, out for the Mets. Cody. You remember who made the last out for the Mets? I'm pretty sure it was Conine. Was it? Jeff Conine. Yeah, I think so. Oh, I can't I think wait. So. He was like 40 wait. years old. Someone checked me on that, but I, I think it was. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm glad it was 
Tom Glavin, Tom Glavin was started. Anyway, we yeah we scored like six runs in the first inning. Anyway, yo anyway. man, thank you, thank you so much for joining me on Marley's Barbecue. This is Alex Contreras alongside Last Place Fish. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> First place fish. I just fucking busted your balls and shit. First place fish, DC, David Corral joining us. We're looking forward to the next series. We're looking for a lot more Marlins victories. Feel free to reach out to us on at first place fish on social media, on Twitter. Uh, you got an AG too, my bro? An AG? An IG? IG, IG. An IG. I have an IG, yeah. First place fish with a one as the I in first. I uh, haven't been on there much, so I got to upload the videos there and to YouTube, and all that stuff. But yeah, man, thanks, thanks for having me. It's always fun talking yep. about baseball out here. Alex Contreras signing out. Thank you so much for joining us on Marlins Barbecue. Be live. We got the video down, baby. We recorded the podcast this time. Cue the music. <laughs> <laughs>